Alright, what's up everyone? It's uh, Charles Velasco. I'm with my co-host Hillary. Uh, I'm the owner of Life in Sacramento and team leader of the Velasco Team Remax. And I'm here today with creative director Vincent Sosa with Temple Coffee. How are you doing today, man? Good. Doing good. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for joining us. Yes, so we're excited uh, to have you. Yeah. So uh, you can ask first question. Okay, so we have some couple questions that we wanted to ask yeah. you in Temple Coffee. Uh, the first one's more of like a two-parter question. Uh, what's your individual story and what led you to Temple Coffee? Um, so I actually grew up in Sacramento, um, Sacramento native. Um, and um, it's funny, uh, I knew of Temple Coffee just from studying in the cafes, really, and also just being an avid coffee drinker myself. Um, I actually went to UC Davis and I was there around the time they built their Davis location over there. Um, so I worked a lot in that cafe and did everything. Um, I studied fine arts and so a lot of times I would just go in and like sketch in my sketchbook and get some you know, drawings down and things like that, just to like pass the time really. Um, and it wasn't until I moved back to Sacramento after that, that um, I happened to come across, you know, an opening at Temple and it just seemed to make sense weirdly enough. Um, yeah. So basically like right place, right time for you? Kind of, yeah, yeah. It all just kind of fell into place as weird as that sounds. Yeah. Um, but that really is how it happened. I mean, I wasn't like really, searching for the role I'm in now it just happened um just really good luck I think is honestly what happened but it, it was kind of a perfect fit I mean I'm a, a coffee addict I guess is the proper word um and you know I'd worked in marketing before and I studied fine arts and graphic design and everything like that so it just kind of all fit together nice yeah. and then so what led you to Temple Coffee like Kind of like what attracted you to work with them uh, on that side? Um, well, like I mentioned, it, it, everything kind of fell into place. It was all sort of coincidental, um, but kind of a perfect fit. So prior to working at Temple, I worked at the Crocker Art Museum, oh, nice. um, just at their admissions desk. Um, but that was part time. And so I was also like looking for a second part time job. And I happened to come across an um, administrative assistant position at Temple, which I applied to. Um, I interviewed for it, and while I was interviewing the my now boss, who's the COO of the company, um, she let me know, like, you know, I look at your work experience, and you have experience working in marketing, working in fine arts, graphic design, like overall creative. We just had an opening for a creative director open up just now, so if you wanted to apply, you could, and that's just kind of how it happened. Like I said, it just was kind of by chance. I wasn't seeking out that role, yeah. um, but it all really fell into place. Um, yeah, um, but I'm really happy it did. Um, it's kind of like the ideal job of something that I would want. You know, there's a lot of cr uh, creative freedom with the position, um, but of course it's all geared towards, you know, the industry itself and the brand, you know, Temple. Um, so that's always part of what I have to do, but it, it's a lot of fun. A lot of fun doing yeah. what I get to do and, and seeing a lot of the stuff that Temple does like I feel like it's one of the companies that are, are really big in Sacramento and well-known locally like yeah. everyone knows what Temple coffee is like you hear Temple, right. it's just like high-quality coffee that's what I think of every time I hear Temple coffee yeah it's got Temple stuff like that or we're going to Temple to study or we're going to Temple to work like it's like it's a nice environment nice vibe and it's like one of those things, it's like it's an experience, basically. 
as they provide. Yeah, and that's kind of that's definitely how we like to think of it. And it's funny. I mean, when I was hired initially, um, I took that information in, and I thought, okay, there's a lot of pressure here, um, making sure that we kind of uphold that standard because the standard is really high, not just for Temple, really, but you know, we're a specialty coffee company, which sets ourselves apart from just you know regular coffee in general. Um, so there is kind of a standard you have to uphold with, you know, the product that we're making, um, how we prepare everything. I mean, for example, our baristas, um, they need to undergo uh, just over a hundred hours of training in order to oh. even make a drink, um, oh, for our customers. Um, so it's like a two week process. Yeah. And so, you know, I had to go through kind of like a crash course in what specialty coffee is all about before I even really started the role. Um, uh, but you know, I'm a fast learner and want to kind of get into things, then it just becomes a lot of fun. Then, then at that point, the curiosity starts and you want to learn more about specialty coffee. You want to learn more about the story of coffee, how it, you know, how it's really started, you know, produced at the farm level and then brought all the way to us, you know, here in Sacramento where we roast all of our coffee, prepare it and then serve it to our customers. Okay, cool. So I'll, uh, you can ask the next question, actually. Okay, so yeah. now we'll, we'll just lead into our next question. How did your ideas and contributions bring Temple Coffee the success it has today? Um, I think a lot of it had to do with um, the fact that I actually wasn't in the coffee industry before. As weird as that sounds. Um, but when I was hired, one of the things um, that uh, my boss actually let me know was going to be useful was the fact that I had like a fresh perspective on things. Um, you know, I had like a, a fine arts background and a creative background and really what my role kind of, kind of entails is just being a creative problem solver. So it's just being able to look at anything from a multiple different perspectives really in order to get the job done. Um, and so that's really what it is working at Temple, you know, like you're given a problem um, you know, it's not, it's not just simply just, you know, make sure this product sells. Yeah. Um, a lot of it has to do with getting your messaging across and, you know, we always stress the importance of our coffee and where it comes from, you know, the entire story of a coffee, yeah. like I mentioned from like the farm level all the way to when it reaches the consumer. So you have to make sure that message is clear and that you're translating the importance of that entire journey. Um, and so that can be done with, you know, the writings that you come up with, that can be done with the visuals you come up with, videos, graphics, whatever. Um, and so I think what helped me was having having not been in that industry before and then having to learn about it. And then I'm kind of able to bring my own perspective into things and see like, okay, um, how do I portray this to someone who's not familiar with coffee at all? Like, how do I stress the importance of you know, a coffee's entire story from beginning to end. And so I think that really kind of gave me the leg up on on everything, really. Oh yeah, definitely. And I've noticed that about your marketing digitally and when I go into the store, uh, there's a lot of mm -hmm. like kind of story uh, writing and storytelling on it. Like I, I notice things like that because I'm a marketer as well. And I'm like, man, those little details add up because you're just like, wow, like, yeah. you know, there was like more to it than just like ordering a cup of coffee, you know? And then that's yeah, what for that sure. Difference. I mean, different. Yeah, and I think it's it's important, really, because um, if you don't do that, I feel like in a way there's kind of a disservice you're doing, and it's not just to to us. I mean, it's especially more so to the farmers and like the producers who come up with this coffee. You know, like removing them from the equation 
is just seems wrong. And the whole idea of specialty coffee, not just what Temple does, but I mean, oh, yeah. you know, all the coffee companies in Sacramento, Camellia, you know, Mast, you know, Old Soul, Chocolate Fish, you know, they all emphasize the importance of where they sourced their coffee yeah. and how, how they sourced it and then how that entire journey gets to, you know, the customer really. And I've noticed that about uh, all the roasters out here too and all the coffee companies because when I used to live in San Francisco, I wouldn't really see stuff like that. And I think that's what makes yeah, it different. Yeah, I figure it's sometimes harder to, it is available for sure in like specialty coffee companies, even in the Bay, um, well, just all over. But, you know, the more saturated the industry has become, you know, it's a little yeah. harder to get that information because then it naturally a lot of people compete. Um, you know, they're just trying to sell at that point to yeah. survive. Um, but, you know, I feel like Sacramento's in a really good place where although we have a lot of different specialty coffee available, the emphasis is still the story yeah. um, of, of the coffee itself. And so it's really important in that in that way. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then how do you feel like Temple Coffee is making life better in Sacramento? I think um, I, I think because of the way we do, you know, treat our coffee and how we promote it as farm to cup, um, it helped to kind of spearhead the idea that now exists of farm to fork, which is now like Sacramento is now the farm to fork capital. Um, and so that's kind of how uh, Temple's coffee sourcing always was. We called it farm to cup where, you know, what's important is understanding the entire narrative and entire story of um, your product and where it's coming from, where it's grown, the farmers who make it, the producers, you know, how it's processed, you know, not just coffee, but, you know, related to food in general. That messaging has now come across in all of the food industry, um, and it's especially important in Sacramento, like especially how local ingredients and like where they come from and who makes them. So it's shining a light, not just on the final product, it's, you know, shining a light on the entire story altogether and everyone involved in that story. Mm -hmm. um, because it's not just, you know, a singular person, it's, it's, it's everyone, you know, it's everyone involved. And I think what's great is that whole idea just promotes a sense of community, you know, it kind of puts everyone more on an even level, like, you know, the person making your coffee isn't more important than the person growing it, you know, it's, it, they're all the same, they're all leading to the same product in the end. And so that's why um, I think Temple perpetuating that idea um, and then also having it be a part of this farm to fork movement. It's all just helping to like build up this industry overall. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So it's like every cup, every coffee cup that's being made, every like food dish that's like also produced, it's like it's more personal as well. It's really nice. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it should be seen as that, you know, like food, you know, uh, I love food. Who doesn't love food? I love coffee. You know, it, it's an experience, you know, like. It's something that, you know, it's it all of that story. It's all part of everything that you consume. You know, it, it translates to everything. And so I think it's important that people know that. And now it's no longer something to shy away from. It's something to promote. You know, it's something to promote this whole idea of where things come from, you know, and that's traced back to like sustainability and, um, you know, just environment like even the environment even you know it's knowing where things are from you know um, and then oh you want to answer the next one mm -hmm. um what did you think about sacramento 10 years ago compared to now um 
10 years ago, so 10 years ago, I just started at UC Davis, I believe. Um, and I actually moved to Davis during that time. And I honestly couldn't wait to get out of Sacramento. I think, you know, I'd lived in Sacramento all my life until then. I know that sounds so bad, but I feel like this story is kind of the same for a lot of people who yeah. grew up here, where, you know, you grow up in the city for so long um, and, you know, you have whatever experience and then you become an adult and you're like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to move away and I'm going to do my own thing for a bit. Granted, Davis isn't very far. Um, but you know, it, it was a big deal to me to like move away and to do my own thing. Um, but when I moved back, I believe that was about 2006 when I moved back to Sacramento, I saw the change that was starting to happen that had happened and that was starting to continue really in the city. So a lot of it, especially in the central area where there's, you know, midtown, downtown, and even the immediate surrounding areas, there's a ton of growth and a ton of development. Um, so suddenly it became really exciting and really I just wanted to like come back and see all of, see how all of that was playing out. Um, so now, you know, just, you know, fast forward 10 years from 10 years ago, um, I just see all the potential that Sacramento has and how it's like kind of like growing up. I know that sounds weird, but it's not like we're, you know, a young city, but you know, I think everyone had this idea of, you know, Sac town being just that, you know, it's a town in yeah. real reality. It's a city. It's actually a, a major city. Um, and now it's kind of growing into its own as something, you know, much bigger, something that's drawing in people from all over where people want to like start, start things here, start projects, start groups, start businesses, and then just be a part of that process of development. Um, but also what's great is to see that Sacramento still has that sack town vibe. And I feel like what that means is there's like a sense of humility with it, you know, like understanding where you're coming from and that, you know, starting from nothing isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's just a part of your story. And, you know, going, you know, going up or, you know, starting to, I don't want to just say like improve, but, you know, just like growing and, you know, changing and, adapting, you know, it's all just part of the process. Um, and Sacramento's kind of a, like a, a poster child for that, I think. Oh yeah, and we're yeah. still in the beginning stages of it. Uh, Sacramento right. is gonna be absolutely nuts within the next five, 10 years. <laughs> right, I mean, I just saw today some plan for, uh, I don't even, I don't know if it was the rail yards or what it was, but I think it was that area and some architecture firm pr proposed this entire plan to just make a, you know, eco-friendly, sustainable development where, you know, businesses and housing and, you know, outdoor spaces could all be, you know. Um, and I see projects like that and I'm thinking like, wow, that's, that's big, but it seems kind of far-fetched. But the far-fetched part now kind of is gone because I thought the same thing when I saw the proposal for like the Golden One Center. And I thought, like, well, that's pretty far-fetched. They're going to build an arena. You know, they're going to Downtown, develop yeah. all this. And now, and now it exists. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it's kind of like... The traffic gonna be, but then the traffic isn't even bad leaving. Like, you could get on the freeway in 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, it's yeah. Crazy. It, it, it's, it's, worked, it's worked out. And, you know, so many years ago, if someone had told me that Sacramento was going to look the way it looks now, I would have been like, no. not this city. You know, that, yeah. that, that, that's a little off. But 
but now that you see it happening and it, and it works and it's bringing in more people and it's bringing excitement, you know, it's bringing energy, you know, it, it's all, it's all just exciting. You know, it's just, okay. it's cool. It's cool to see. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and then you want to ask the last question? Yeah. Uh, so the last question we have for you yeah. is, it's a little intense. Uh, when you die, <laughs> how do you want people to remember you in Sacramento? When I die. <laughs> It is an intense question, but I, I think my answer is just pretty simple. It's pretty broad. I just want people to know that I brought about positive change here in the city in whatever scope that may be, you know. Um, I can't tell you what's going to happen in the next year, five years, ten years, or what I plan to do in that time. Um, but whatever it is, I know I just want it to bring about positive change for people, you know, some kind of improvement or you know, anything to, to people's lives, um, you know, and so with me working at Temple, I feel like I'm able to make a direct change in how the specialty coffee industry, you know, operates here in Sacramento and, you know, helping to boost up this industry in our city and making it more so a focal point of, yeah. of our community, you know, because the Sacramento coffee community Although it's actually pretty big, you know, all the different specialty roasters that are here, um, I feel like we don't really consider ourselves competitors. If anything, I see yeah. us more as like collaborators. And, and um, I know, the way you talk about them, like you, you have a mutual respect between each other and you guys appreciate oh, fully. each other. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, you know, I've learned from not just, you know, my coworkers at Temple Coffee, I've learned from, you know, people from other other coffee companies, other groups, you know, I mean, prior to the pandemic, we would have, you know, uh, we would have like latte art throwdowns, which unfortunately I wasn't a part of because I can't make latte art to save I my life, but, really you know, it. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's hard, but, um, but yeah, but you would see like, you know, everyone show up from all of these different coffee companies and kind of like, although it's a competition, they are just rooting each other on and they're all like, talking and discussing and they're just being friendly and there's a different sense of camaraderie and like community with that um and i think sacramento does a good job of really holding on to that despite how big our coffee industry gets and that there's so many different groups there's still a sense of community that you know is kind of inherent to our industry and that's something that i just love being a part of you know, yeah, that's something that I really like about Sacramento is that there's so much good networking opportunity if you really are like going, you know, into the community and actually talking to people and just making that connection. Yeah. Just really, really yeah. Or like feel that sense of like competitiveness. It's more always just wanting to help each other out to grow yeah. Sacramento. Yeah, definitely, definitely. There's just there's just a willingness to to learn and also there's no. I feel like with Sacramento in particular, there's no shame in admitting that you don't know about anything, you know, that yeah, as long as you have a willingness to learn and reach yeah. out, like people do appreciate that right away. Um, and that's helped me a lot too. Like when I started, I was pretty intimidated by this industry, knowing that there are people who like, this specialty coffee is their absolute passion, you know? Um, and so I didn't want to like misstep or ask any dumb questions, but but no, it, it's it's been great, you know? like. People, people want to know that you're excited. They want to know that you're at least curious and they're willing to help, you know, yeah. especially in Sacramento. I feel like that's the case. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much for uh, joining us on the Life in Sacramento podcast. 
Uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, yeah, man, and I'm excited to keep going to Temple Coffee. Uh, I go probably there a couple times a month. All right. Yeah, and if you guys right. are looking for some of the best coffee in Sacramento, make sure you stop by Temple Coffee. I usually order the Bliss. <laughs> what do you usually order? Uh, more generic, more just like a vanilla latte. Oh yeah, I do vanilla lattes too. Yeah, but it's really good. It's, it's always a good staple. The teas are actually really, really yeah, good. Yeah, teas are hella yeah. good. Yeah, but other than that, thank you so much, Vince. We yes, appreciate your time, man. Me. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you. Right. Thank you. Bye. Right. Okay. Bye.